Patriots win in overtime. He's got him. He's got him. Tyreek Hill. Fournette. Touchdown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Off the Bench Podcast, episode number one. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you're having a great day. Let's go over how this show is going to look like again. First, we'll talk about the previous week's games, analyze the top fantasy football performers, make predictions and hot takes, and pick the winners for the following week. If there are any questions, they will be answered at the end of each episode. Make sure to send your questions to either our Instagram, Off the Bench Podcast, comment them on our YouTube channel, Off the Bench Podcast, or email them to offthebenchpodcast34 at gmail.com. All right. Let's get this thing started. Week 9 of the NFL. We saw the Eagles defeat the Texans on the road 29-17 on Thursday night. Philly remains undefeated and at the top of the league at 8-0, but it did not come easy in this game. They did start off slow, but their defense is the reason why they pulled through at the end. We did see, though, how good Damian Pierce is going to be in a short time, with him running the ball 27 times for 139 yards. The Texans need to keep feeding him. He is the main catalyst of their offense. On to Sunday, first game we had the Chargers at the Falcons. Atlanta started off hot, and it was not looking good for the Chargers until their lord and savior running back Austin Eckler scored back-to-back touchdowns to put them right back in the game. It was back and forth after that, but L.A. kicker Cameron Dicker hit back-to-back field goals to give the Chargers the win 20-17. Joshua Palmer took in eight catches for 106 yards, filling in big shoes of the injured Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Falcons only threw the ball 23 times and ran it 35 times, and they might have to start throwing it more if they want to win more games, especially with their young weapons in Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Next, the Dolphins at the Bears. We are seeing how special the wide receiver duo of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell are, who combined for 12 catches, 228 yards, and two touchdowns. This was a close game the entire way, but the Dolphins managed to hold off the Bears 35-32. Although Justin Fields only threw for 123 yards, he got three touchdowns out of that and ran for a monster 178 yards and another touchdown. He keeps improving every game, and the Bears for sure have a bright future with him under center. I also think that it's time that Tua gets his respect as a good quarterback, especially the way he has bounced back from his scary concussion. Panthers at the Bengals. This game was over from the start. Joe Mixon dominated this game with 211 total yards from scrimmage and five total touchdowns. The Bengals are up 35 to nothing at halftime and let off the gas in the second half. The Panthers did bench P.J. Walker after a terrible first half and played offseason acquisition and former number one overall pick Baker Mayfield the rest of the way. They did manage to score some garbage points, but the Bengals had a big bounce back win of 42-21. to Carolina still can't figure out their quarterback situation, and who knows how long it will be a problem for. Packers at the Lions. Even after the Lions traded away one of their top offensive players, they did manage to beat their division rival Packers 15-9. In a game with little offense, the Lions managed to pick off Aaron Rodgers three times. The Packers weren't as run-heavy as they usually were due to the injury of Aaron Jones, but I think he will be back soon. Jamal Williams for Detroit got a majority of the carries over DeAndre Swift as he slowly makes his way back from his injuries. The Packers do need to figure out what is going on or they'll be in deep trouble in the future. Next up, Colts at the Patriots. With Jonathan Taylor out and Sam Ellinger starting, this matchup was favorable for the Patriots from the beginning. 
Patriots defense ended with nine sacks and a pick six at the end of the game as they've continued to be a top five defense in the league. Their offense wasn't anything special with only one receiving touchdown for Ramondre Stevenson. With a final score of 26-3, 19 of them came from either the defense or field goals. Mac Jones is slowly starting to make better decisions and he needs to keep doing that in order for the Patriots to be competitive in the future. Bills at the Jets. The Bills came into this game as 10.5 point favorites and that for sure gave some fuel to the Jets defense. They held the MVP frontrunner to only 205 passing yards, no passing touchdowns, picked him off twice, and left him with a quarterback rating of 46.8. He faced pressure almost all game, but he did manage to get two rushing touchdowns on the day. Zach Wilson played much better than last week, and Michael Carter stepped up to score a rushing touchdown, while James Robinson brought in a receiving touchdown. This game was close the entire way and came down to the last play when the Jets were able to turn the Bills over on downs and win 20-17. The Jets' defense looked very good, especially in the secondary with rookie star Sauce Gardner. The Jets head head into the bye 6-3 and and look to win their fifth rookie of the week in a row with Sauce in the running for the belt. Alright, if you haven't noticed, I'm a Jets fan, so I will always be a little biased, so I apologize in advance. Vikings at Commanders. This game was also close the whole way, with Greg Joseph hitting a game-winning field goal to win 20-17. Star wide receiver Justin Jefferson scored his first receiving touchdown since week one, along with 115 receiving yards. Taylor Heineke threw for two touchdowns and a pick as he continues to fill in for the injured Carson Wentz. Only 49 rushing yards on the day for Dalvin Cook, but he will have a tough matchup next week versus the Buffalo defense. Raiders at the Jags. Devontae Adams started off hot with 100 receiving yards and two touchdowns in the first half. But the former Clemson duo of Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne led the Jags back into the game and a win with a final score of 27-20. Darren Waller missed his third straight game and the Raiders aren't looking as good as many predicted before the season. They need to be able to hold their leads if they want to start winning games. The divisional matchup, Seahawks at the Cardinals. Kenneth Walker has continued his impressive rookie campaign in this game with 109 yards and two touchdowns, giving Seattle their fourth win in a row with a score of 31-21. Another close game the whole way, but Arizona loses their fourth game out of the last five, and they are now 3-6. The Seahawks and Geno Smith remain at top of the the NFC West and are facing the Buccaneers next week in Munich in the 9.30 a.m. game. Rams at the Bucks. The 4 o'clock game, Jim Nansen, Tony Roma on the call. When these teams met last year in the regular season, it was a shootout with the Rams defeating the Bucks 34-24 and seven total touchdowns in the game. This game was the complete opposite with only two total touchdowns in the entire game. One of them ended up being the game winner as the Bucks drove 60 yards with no timeouts in 44 seconds and ended up winning 16-13. The GOAT, Tom Brady, threw an unbelievable 58 pass attempts, but came up clutch in the end, as he has done his entire career. The defending Super Bowl champion Rams now sit at 3-5, with the division rival Cardinals next week, and some problems to solve on the defensive side of the ball. The Sunday night game, we had the Titans coming to Arrowhead Stadium to play the Chiefs, the battle of two of the top teams in the AFC. This game followed the precedent of the games before, since it was close all game and came down to the end. After trailing 17-9, Mahomes put the team on his back to tie it up 17-17 and force overtime. The Chiefs made a field goal on the first possession of overtime and turned the Titans over on downs to win 20-17. Patrick Mahomes had a monster game, completing 43 of his 68 attempts. 
Yes, we thought Tom Brady's 58 were a lot. Mahomes threw 68, but he also threw for 446 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Patrick Mahomes also led his team in rushing with 63 yards out of their total 77, and he brought in another touchdown. Rookie quarterback Malik Willis for the Titans only went 5 for 16 for 80 yards, and none of the Titans wide receivers had receptions. Derrick Henry also ran for 115 yards and two touchdowns as he continues to dominate the run game. And then Monday night, we had the Ravens at the Saints. They were The Ravens were able to handle the Saints 27-13 on Monday night, despite losing Rashad Bateman for the year and Mark Andrews not playing. Rookie tight end Isaiah Likely caught the first touchdown of the game, but did drop some easy passes, while Kenyon Drake scored two touchdowns on the ground. Lamar Jackson has continued to be good and needs to remain good if the Ravens want to win the division. Alvin Kamara only ran for 30 yards and brought in for 32 receiving yards. The Saints did start Andy Dalton over Jameis Winston, but who knows how long that will last for. All right, now on to the weekly fantasy performers. We had Patrick Mahomes leading the quarterbacks with 34.14 PPR. A whole bunch of running backs, especially Mr. Joe Mixon, uh, with his five touchdowns on the day. He ended with a total of 55.1 PPR points. And then you have the rookie running backs this year, one being Kenneth Walker with 27.9 and Travis Etienne. I wouldn't, I guess, necessarily call him a rookie, but this was his first year playing after sitting out last year with an injury. And Devontae Adams leading the wide receivers with 36.6, Tyreek Hill with 27.3, Cooper Cup 26.8, and Justin Jefferson 25.5. In the tight ends, you only had two that broke 20, with Dallas Goddard with 24, Kelsey with 20.6, and the Patriots defense with 26.0 PPR points. All right, on to the news segment. We saw the Colts fire Frank Reich after an underwhelming start. They did hire former offensive lineman Jeff Saturday to be their interim coach. Jonathan Taylor has been hurt, and the offense has struggled. That might be the main reason why. And they also need to figure out their quarterback situation for the future. Uh, acquiring Matt Ryan hasn't really worked out for them, and they're just getting to know Sam Ellinger now. So that's why they thought it was right to make a change in the coaching. Also, Josh Allen might have a UCL injury in his elbow, which is not very good. If it is a tear, he will be done for the year, and that will crush the Bills' hopes at a possible Super Bowl run. With him out, possibly, that means that either Case Keenum or Matt Barkley will have to step up, and they will be filling in big shoes for the MVP frontrunner. All right, some predictions. I do think, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call this a prediction, more um, an opinion, but I do think Tony Pollard should be the starter over Zeke in Dallas. We've seen how good the Dallas offense can be especially with Dak coming back from his injury, Dalton Schultz coming back from his injury, and Michael Gallup coming back from his injury. A lot of recovery from injuries. Their defense is playing good. The offense has to do their part also. With Zeke, first couple years, he was really good. Then he started to go downhill, especially after he signed that contract extension. Tony Pollard's been with the team for a few years. He knows the system. We all know he's the more explosive back. And with that, he makes the play action with Dak way more effective since the defenses will be biting to the run. That is why I think he should start over Zeke. I do believe Tyreek Hill right now, he is proving why he is the best receiver in football right now. I said it here, Tyreek, Tyreek Hill is the number one receiver in the NFL right now. 
He is carrying the Dolphins on his back. He has had four games with double-digit receptions, five games with 140-plus yards. And with his great production, he is also creating opportunities for Waddle and others on their offense. Another one, I do think the Rams should have traded Cam Akers. And in this last game, he had five rushes for a whopping three yards. Who knows? Maybe they're using him wrong. Maybe he didn't recover properly from his Achilles tear. He did come back pretty quick from that, which was unusual. And maybe rushing him back is hindering his explosiveness that we all saw from him when he was just making his way into the league. I have him in fantasy. I'm upset. Obviously, I regret picking him, but nothing you can really do right now. I also do think that the Raiders, they need to clean the house. I think they should fire Josh McDaniels, although it is only his first year. It's not working. And their defense coordinator, Patrick Graham. There's too much talent on this team for them to be losing games. You have an upcoming star, Josh Jacobs, at the running back. You have pro bowler, arguably top five wide receiver, Devontae Adams. You have Darren Waller, who's been hurt a few games, but he is at the Pro Bowl level. And on the defensive end, especially the edges, you have Max Crosby, who's continued to dominate, along with Chandler Jones. They've been blowing leads on the defense. I don't know what's going on. That's three games this year where they've had the game in the bag, and they ended up losing either in the fourth quarter or in overtime. They do need to get their act together if they want to be a serious football team and start winning games. Should the Packers start Jordan Love? This is a question that many people have asked over the years, especially now it's becoming more relevant. We've seen the abysmal performances by Aaron Rodgers. He has not been playing good, especially like the MVP Aaron Rodgers we saw last year. Maybe that's because they traded Devontae Adams. That could very much be why. Also, the rookie, excuse me, the rookie wide receivers aren't stepping up. Alan Lazard has been there for a while. He's Rogers' most reliable target, and their tight end Tunyon. Aaron Jones does get involved a lot in the passing game, but I don't know. Maybe it's time for a new quarterback in Green Bay. Maybe Jordan Love should be the man. This is the first time that the Packers have lost five games in a row in the Aaron Rodgers era. Maybe that's a sign of concern for them. All right, and now it's time for the hot take of the week. I think the Rams, I do believe the Rams will end the season with a losing record. The defending Super Bowl champions, Los Angeles Rams, will end the season with a losing record. I said it here on the record. They will be under 500. Matt Stafford is not the same as last year. Maybe that's because of his offseason injury that is hindering his performance. Cooper Cup is playing very well, but he can only do so much to help out this team. There's also inconsistency at the running back spot, especially with the Cam Akers drama. Daryl Henderson's filled in all right, but they they really need a solid option at running back. And the defense needs to step up, especially late in the game. Linebackers Leonard Floyd and Bobby Wagner really need to step up to try to fill in that role that Von Miller had last year in their Super Bowl run. All right, now time for the predictions for Week 10. Thursday night game, the Falcons at the Panthers. I'm going to take the Falcons in this one. Run-heavy team. We saw how Joe Mixon ran over the Panthers' defense this past week. And the Panthers have... They don't know what they're doing at the quarterback spot. That's why I think the Falcons can take this one. 
And Sunday morning in Munich, we have the Seahawks against the Bucks. I'm taking the Seahawks. I think they're going to keep on riding that winning streak. Who knows how long it'll go for. Vikings at the Bills. If Josh Allen does not play, the Vikings will win. The Vikings have been hot also. Keep it up. Kirk Cousins, drip God. Stay hot, bro. Lions at the Bears. Taking the Bears. Justin Fields has been playing out of his mind lately. I think he can continue that in this divisional game. Broncos at the Titans. Especially with Malik Willis starting, I think the Broncos' defense will be able to hold them to do absolutely nothing, even though their offense isn't hasn't been playing up to the expectation that they had preseason after acquiring Russell Wilson. I do think they'll be able to handle the Titans on the road. Jaguars at the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs. No explanation, no question. I think the Chiefs will destroy them. Browns at the Dolphins. I'm taking the Dolphins. Tyree Kill is going to continue to dominate. Browns on the road. They haven't played up to the level that people expected for the season, especially after acquiring Mark Cooper. He has been playing really good. Just I, I'm taking the Dolphins this one. Texans at the Giants. I'm taking the Giants. They've surprised everybody this year. Even the Jets. The Jets have surprised everyone. The Giants. The New York teams are doing really good this year. But I do think Saquon will dominate that Texans defense. I'm going to say right here, I think he'll have over 150 yards rushing, which is a lot. I think he could do it. Saints at the Steelers. I'm taking the Saints. The Steelers, they still got to figure stuff out with Kenny Pickett. Najee Harris has not played to the level that he was playing at last year. Maybe that's because of the quarterback change with Big Ben retiring. I don't know who the Saints will start on Sunday. Maybe it's Andy Dalton. Maybe it's Jameis, but I think they'll be able to handle the Steelers on the road. Colts at the Raiders. I'm taking the Raiders in this one at home, especially with a new coaching change for the Colts. I don't think that first game will be very good for them. The Raiders, again, like I talked about before, there's too much talent on this team for them to be losing games, and they're going to take this one at home. Cowboys at the Packers. I'm taking the Cowboys. Packers have struggled. If I, if this prediction's right, that's six games in a row that they will lose, which is not looking very good especially for Michael LaFleur. Even though he's had many good regular seasons, they can't show up in the playoffs, especially this year. In the regular season, they have not been playing at the level that they have always been playing at. The Cowboys have been playing good, even with Dak out, missing some time. Cooper Rush stepped up, filled in that role. Now that Dak is back, I think the Cowboys could compete for the top spot in the NFC East. Cardinals at the Rams. I'm taking the Cardinals, even after losing to the Seahawks last week. I think the Cardinals... They're, they're better than their record says, in my opinion. They'll be able to handle the Rams on the road. The Rams, they got to figure things out on defense and on the offense. they got problems all over. And then Chargers at the Niners. I'm taking the 49ers, both very good football teams. The Chargers, they are missing Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. If Keenan Allen does not play, I do think the Niners will win, especially their, with their uh, trade acquisition of Christian McCaffrey, he's really stepped up and played a huge role in this offense. And Jimmy G, if he does his job, I think the Niners can really contend for a Super Bowl. I'll be honest. Monday night, Commanders at the Eagles. I'm taking the Eagles. I think they'll improve to 9-0 after that. But Commanders, I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about them. All right, now on to the Q&A. First question I received from the email, what inspired you to start this podcast? 
Being in college, I do have a lot more free time and don't want to waste time doing useless things. I have always had a passion for football and I love talking about it. Starting a podcast talking about football allows me to express my opinions and give my takes to everyone. And I have learned more and will be learning more through extensive research. Who are your top Super Bowl contenders? As of right now, I do believe the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Vikings, the Dolphins, 49ers, and the Bills, if Josh Allen is healthy and plays again, I think they can all seriously contend for a Super Bowl. Who is a sleeper for fantasy this week? This week, I think Khalil Herbert, running back for the Bears, could have a big game against the weak Lions run defense. He has been playing good this year as a second-hand man, David Montgomery. I think he'll have a big game. And then Josh Palmer for the Chargers. If he played like he did last week, filling in for Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, he's in for another productive game. All right, that wraps up the Q&A. If you have questions for the next episode, make sure to DM the Instagram at off underscore the underscore bench underscore podcast. Comment on the YouTube channel at off the bench podcast or email them in to offthebenchpodcast34 at gmail.com. Thank you to everyone who tuned in for episode one. This is just the beginning of this journey. I hope you all have a great rest of your week and see you next episode. Thanks.